0: When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need, in store or online, at farmandfleet.com.
1: CHS is the largest cooperative in America, owned by nearly 600,000 farmers and ranchers, and headquartered here in the upper Midwest. They've got a big job to do representing all of those voices on Capitol Hill. Will Stafford is the Washington representative for CHS. He tells me what's top of mind for him as Congress begins a new session on January 3rd.
0: Looking into next year, we're really focused on the farm bill. Trade policy is going to be big as well. And we're always looking at what else we can do to better represent our farmer owners and our company.
1: What's the appetite among federal legislators when it comes to farm policy?
0: I think there actually is an appetite for it. I think the issue is that There aren't many people in Congress that fully understand farm policy. There are ones that do, and they're great, and they're our champions um, that we really rely on. But a big part of our job is education for especially new members as they come in in this next Congress, new staff. And that's going to be a heavy lift for um, not just CHS, but the industry as, as a whole
1: what does education look like? Are you bringing them to a farm or is it more of a sit down?
0: Yep, bringing them to farms is actually part of it. I know a lot of groups including CHS does that. We bring them to owner's farms. We bring them to facilities in their district. Um, but sitting down with their staff, explaining what a co-op is, even things as basic as that. Explaining things that are important to our cro- to our owners like crop insurance, um, which is generally the number one concern we hear about in the next farm bill is protecting crop insurance. Um, even explaining things that to your everyday farmer might seem pretty elementary, not necessarily is to some 25-year-old working up in Congress.
1: You mentioned crop insurance being a top issue for farmers in the region that you cover. What else have you been hearing from the ground up about the top issues they're facing that they want addressed in 2023?
0: So in 2023, we are due to get a reauthorization of the current farm bill that is up every five years. So that needs to get done by September of 2023 or extended. So there's a lot of talk with ag groups in DC about what that might look like, people getting their priorities together. Like I said, crop insurance is always a big one, making sure that that the farm safety net, those ARC and PLC programs that farmers use, making sure that those are working adequately in today's economic environment, is another one we hear a lot about. Input costs, trade, I think will play um, big in the farm bill. And then I think the conservation title is another one that we're gonna hear about as well. Carbon, sustainability, um, anything that has to do with climate is gonna be something that's talked a lot about.
1: And I'm sure that has a lot to do with the current administration, right? There's a big focus on climate-smart initiatives. Do you see that as pro-farmer, or are you trying to get like the incentives for farmers? Just walk me through what, what that environment looks like.
0: Yeah, sure. So USDA recently has been very focused on, on grants for For farmers and and other entities um, to help adopt what they're calling climate smart ag practices. So, a lot of that is cover crops, no till, things like that. It's much more incentive based so far, which we would be supportive of. And I will say, USDA has done, in my opinion, a good job of reaching out to farm groups and making sure that stakeholders have been part of that process. So, as long as that stays incentive based and not as a regulatory burden on farmers, um, you know, I think that's something that we would be supportive of. For us, the big ones are, like I said, incentive-based, voluntary, equitable across across crops and regions, and doesn't penalize farmers who have already adopted these practices already. And so far, like I said, I think USDA has actually done a pretty good job of doing that. And, and they've shown that they're willing to work with their stakeholders. And I don't see any reason for that to change in the next two years. But we will always be there to talk to them and work with them and represent our farmers.
1: I want to talk trade with you because that hasn't been a primary focus for the administration since he started. It was more of focusing on domestic issues. So how are you pushing, how is CHS pushing for more trade negotiations, more export opportunities?
0: We're always pushing for lowering of tariffs, and science, evidence-based trade policy with other countries, really just breaking down barriers that allow our farmers to access these markets abroad. We fully believe that our owners grow the best and the most abundant food supply in the world. And if markets are open to having it, we can get it to them.
1: Any challenges that you foresee that would hold up any approval of some of the, the issues that you are looking to address?
0: Well. Farm bills are always tough to get done in general, Um, you know, and it's always possible we see an extension of the current one. Um, It's always a a needle that needs to be threaded. Um, but I do think that the current leadership under Chairwoman Stabenow in the Senate um, and incoming Chairman G.T. Thompson in the House, um, the leadership is there to get it done. They've done these bills before, um, and I think that they will get a bill done. Um, but again, just getting people to understand our concerns in Congress is always a hurdle. Um, we every election we're seeing less and less rural representation in Congress um, and we're seeing members that have never voted on farm policy before. So just getting them to understand what um, the concerns of farmers are and why that impacts their constituents as well um, is is definitely a hurdle but I think it's one that our industry is up for.
1: What else should Wisconsin farmers know about what's happening in D.C. and how to have a voice?
0: I think the most important thing that I would say to Wisconsin farmers is if you're a member of your local co-op or if you're CHS owner um, or a member of uh, trade associations, for example, corn growers, dairy groups, things like that. Work with us or work with your associations to get in touch with your new members and call them and meet their staff. Um, Staff are always willing to talk to their constituents and hear what the issues that they're facing are. And, you know, if we want to be heard, we need to uh, we need to be loud. So uh, the number one thing I would say is, as we move into this new Congress, just don't be shy. Um, You're the expert in your field, literally. And uh, and and make sure that, that you're there as an expert in case these new members of Congress have questions.
1: That's the word from Capitol Hill from Will Stafford. He's the Washington representative for CHS. He says while he has his hands full getting new members of Congress up to speed on egg policy, there is excitement surrounding this 2023 farm bill. And don't forget about his final message. Each Congress has fewer folks with farm background, so reach out to your legislators and be a resource. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.